welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Thursday, the 19th of January. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. Today, we'll cover the usual markets roundup, but also examine the impact of a weak picture for China's property market and our investment committee's take on the market moves so far this year. Before I start with the wrap, I'd like to draw your attention to our latest Beyond Markets podcast on the theme of the market outlook for 2023 from our analysts. In the English version, my colleague Helen Freer interviews both our global and Asian research heads. And in the German version, found in the Markt Analyse und Gespräche channel, Martina Kaut also speaks to our head of equity research. These podcasts are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as the Julius Baer website and the Julius Baer Insights app. Now, let's start with our update from the markets. In the US equity markets, the Dow Jones Industrial Average tumbled more than 600 points yesterday as investors took profits on some of the strong January gains and as a disappointing December retail sales reading raised concerns about a recession. Shares of banks led the losses. JP Morgan, Bank of America and Wells Fargo all fell as the 10-year US Treasury continued to rally, seeing its yield slide to its lowest level since September. The two-day drop in the yield on the 10-year US government debt reached 22 basis points. Elsewhere, Microsoft announced plans to lay off about 10,000 employees, which hurt investor sentiment. The stock fell and also contributed to the Dow's decline. In economic data, investors digested the latest retail sales number, which showed a drop of 1.1% in December, slightly more than the 1% forecast. Investors also had to absorb the latest reading on the producer price index, which measures input costs from companies. PPI showed a 0.5% decline for December. US consumers are clearly losing steam and business investment is falling, heightening concerns that the economy may be moving closer to recession. This didn't deter Federal Reserve officials reaffirming the need to continue tightening monetary policy. Despite the sell-off, the Dow is still higher by 0.45% for the month, while the S&P and the Nasdaq are still up by 2.33 and 4.69% respectively. Shares in Asia-Pacific traded mixed on Thursday after tracking losses on Wall Street overnight. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 and Topics traded down 1.44 and 1% respectively after Japan recorded another trade deficit for December. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index fell fractionally with notable weakness in technology companies. Mainland China's Shanghai Composite inched up 0.13% and the Shenzhen component was down 0.44%. In commodities, oil fell for a second day as concerns over a US recession deepened and figures pointed to another build in inventories. Gold edged higher. Bitcoin is trading above $20,800. Newswise, as the end of China's stringent COVID restriction quickens the country's economic recovery, concerns about pent-up Chinese demand and the inflation that may follow led St. Louis Fed President James Bullard to say that a reopen China makes him nervous that this will lead to upward pressure on inflation. And elsewhere, as a surprise, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has surprised many by announcing that she is to resign, saying that she knows what the job takes and she knows she's no longer got enough in the tank to do it justice. It's that simple. That's it for the wrap. European stocks don't seem too rattled by overnight activity. There are some showing signs of a positive opening today. Now it's time to move to my guests for today. And we're going to start with Carsten. Carsten, the Chinese property market is the world's single most important source of industrial metals demand. What does this week's data tell us about the health of that demand? Good morning, Bernadette. 
Well, we know there has been a lot of optimism about China lately after the country removed its COVID-19 restrictions. But this week's release of economic data by the Chinese National Bureau of Statistics still painted a persistently weak picture for the country's property market. Sales, starts and completions shrank by 31, 44 and 6.5% in December, making 2022 one of the worst years of the last decade. Considering the importance of the property market, which on a broader basis accounts for between 20 and 30% of all economic activity in China, the government has already taken steps to support it. The measures primarily target some of the struggling property developers, enabling them to finish projects and to hand them over to the people that already paid for them. That said, these measures should not be mistaken as a stimulus program for the property market overall, which is facing significant structural challenges, most prominently in terms of demographics. Are you referring to the decline in population, which was also reported this week? Yes, indeed. So the Chinese population shrank by 850,000 last year, marking the first decline in around six decades. As a result of the long-standing one-child policy, further declines should follow and should lead to a slowdown in urbanization over the coming years. Based on the official urbanization target from the Chinese government, the number of people moving to China's cities will slow from 20 million per year during the past two decades on average to 14 million per year during the next two decades. As a result, obviously, the demand for property should decrease and with it, construction activity as well as consumption of industrial metals or broader construction materials. Japan is a case in point. Since the population peaked around 2010, the annual run rate of residential property starts is almost 30% lower than before, and it is matched by a decline in demand for construction materials. While we are very convinced that China will follow in the footsteps of Japan, we also acknowledge that last year's very low level of property market activity could be followed by a short-term rebound. That said, this rebound seems to be already reflected in industrial metal prices, which have rallied between 25 and 50% from last year's lows. Hence, we recommend not chase rally. Can you just advise listeners which metals are most exposed to China's property market? Sure, of course. So on a longer term horizon, we see iron ore and steel most exposed to these structural challenges because they primarily go into um, the property market or construction more broadly. Meanwhile, copper should be best able to compensate them considering the strong growth that should come from the energy transition. We thus reiterate our long-term positive view on copper, but recommend to wait for better entry opportunities. Thank you, Bernadette. Thank you, Carsten. A very clear steer there. Now it's Thursday, so Nicola Jordan is here with an update on the Investment Committee's thinking. What does the IC think of the recent market rally, Nicola? Yeah, thank you, Bernadette, and good morning, everyone. Well, it seems like the year-end rally we predicted in December indeed morphed into an early-year rally instead. We see two main reasons for the suddenly brightened investor sentiment. The first one is certainly the cooling energy prices in Europe, as they directly influence the continuously easing inflation, finally reducing the pressure on the economy. After the endless pessimism during the course of last year, Europe now seems to be avoiding the worst-case scenario, and European equities have welcomed this with a recovery of almost 20% since the autumn lows. The second factor favoring the recent upturn is obviously China's sudden reopening of the country 
and its U-turn on the economic and property sector policies. This definitely helped to boost investor confidence in global economic growth in 2023. So does that mean the recession scenario is off the table? No, not really, unfortunately. Uh, well, the rally has only lasted a couple of days so far, and it remains to be seen whether it is sustainable. We believe that we are in a cycle where the usual economic correlations are distorted. So at the moment, it's very hard to draw conclusions for the economy as a whole. The current situation can probably best be characterized as some sectors and industries that are in sharp slowdown or even in a recession, and others that are overheating at the same time. These diverging forces strongly advise for a sound, balanced asset allocation and emphasize the importance of making informed decisions that do not blindly follow the current sentiment in markets. Talking about asset allocation, has the Investment Committee decided to do any trades recently? Well, as communicated in earlier episodes, we entered 2023 with the firm intention of maintaining a normalized level in our, of risk in our portfolios. But the weakness of the markets in December unwillingly left us slightly underweight in equities at the beginning of January. The IC therefore decided to slightly increase our allocation to value stocks in order to restore the initially desired weightings. We think that the underlying earnings strength of our value strategy is not yet fully priced in and that dividends are likely to increase, making the current entry point pretty attractive. And for some more conservative profiles, we have additionally increased the allocation to euro-denominated investment-grade bonds in order to put some more cash to work as yields are still favorable. That's all from my side. Back to you, Bernadette. Thank you so much, Nicola. That concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us again tomorrow for the Friday's Currency and Crypto Special. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Für unsere deutschsprachigen Zuhörer. We would also like to make you aware of Marktanalysen und Gespräche, a monthly podcast in German, where Julius Baer experts discuss some of the latest market developments. We share our key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape in German. Search for Marktanalysen und Gespräche on your favorite podcast player.